Hello and welcome to the Red Button Marketing and Training podcast. This is Button Banter, where we're going to have conversations with those people working in a marketing role and find out more about their stories, journeys, experiences and thoughts and feelings because marketing is just epic. So we would like to reach out and chat more with those people who are out there doing great stuff. So enjoy this podcast. This is Button Banter. Hello and welcome to today's podcast and we are here at Button Banter with a very, very special guest. So we are very excited to welcome a bit of a, what can I just say, local and sort of national legend really. If I said it's a game of two halves and Middlesbrough Football Club, there are your clues. I am super excited to welcome today our very special guest, Mr. Andy Campbell. Hi, Andy. Hi, you're right. I'm very well. How are you? Delighted to be here. This is so exciting. It is super, yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> How do you feel about today? Um, I, I'm quite prepared. I had my own podcast what, over a year ago, so I'm, Excellent. I'm well, well prepared. So you're, you're all prepared yeah, for this. Well I was going to say, what training have you done for this podcast? You know, this is what, what prep have you done? Are you are you your podcast ready? What does your training look like? In the last 12 months, not so. so. <laughs> <laughs> a bit is, raw. Is it a cup of coffee and then... Yeah, a cup of coffee and, uh, and just... Swing off the back. Well, we're, we're good to go. Yeah. And as I say, I'm really, really uh, pleased that you've come along to uh, to today. And actually, in the spirit of football, we are going to actually have um, a couple of halves, if that's the right way to phrase it. So this is kind of going to be the first of two halves. We're going to have two discussions, Andy, because I feel we've got to pay respect to the game and do it properly. Yeah, totally. We're not going to end up in a penalty shootout or anything like that today, Hopefully. I'm telling you. Hopefully. I can't handle the pressure. <laughs> We're going to smash it. <laughs> so, as I say, welcome. And we we met recently because um, we're involved in, in sponsoring the Middlesbrough Ladies team. Yeah. So we've had the pleasure of kind of meeting you and getting to know more of the team. But um, today I really wanted to just spend a few moments and actually get to know more about you as well and your kind of background. Yeah. I'm sure our listeners will want to know much more about kind of how you got started in football and what it was like and share more. So when did you kind of start out in the world of football, Andy? I started out um, probably by default, really. Uh, my brother was, uh, he's a couple of years older than me um, and uh, Neil wanted to get into football and uh, I think it was annoying me mum and dad and my dad worked away at the time. So my mum decided to uh, take Neil down to uh, Martin Junior's football club and um, I think I was annoying her. I wanted to get involved, but I wasn't old enough. So my mum took me down also to to get me out the house and let me run around the grass and, uh, <laughs> and just probably start annoying other people instead of her and kicking the ball against the garage, etc. So uh, it was a nice opportunity to go and um, just just meet new people, meet new friends, and see how that journey could um, could last. You know, so yeah. it uh, it started really well at Martin and uh, and yeah, kind of went from that. Can I ask how old were you then? I think I was about ten. Uh, I think they yeah. were probably about 10, like 11 or 12, yeah, so I was probably 9 or 10. And it was just, I was at that age where I was probably just a little bit bored at home and, mm-hmm. and uh, getting into mischief, um, and, and, and <laughs> like you do. Uh, and then, and then yeah, it was it was a real a good opportunity. It was a football club, which probably similar to Middlesbrough Women at the minute, that it, it didn't have many opportunities, but mm-hmm. it was just growing. It was starting out, and um, and then later down the line, obviously now it's probably a national, um, it's quite a famous, famous side for the, the players it's brought through really mm. god there you are yeah. so yeah and you are you know living proof yeah. so there you are sort of 10 year old kicking a ball around and keeping out of mischief we, we will definitely not go down the line of what the mischief was we'll just no. stick to, no. <laughs> stick to the job in hand <laughs> so tell me a bit about that and then kind of how that then developed we you know we'd love to hear more about like your journey and and how you sort of moved up along in the world of football so talk me through that how did that go 
Well, once uh, once I was able to go into a team and do proper training and um, and, and play with other people at similar age and, and, and play games against uh, against boys who were um, similar ilk and standard of, of, of our team, uh, we used to play games. We were very successful. We won a lot of trophies. We we won a lot of games. We we had we had lots of professional scouts coming over to watch our games oh. and. And it all took off from there, really. There was um, always Middlesbrough scouts were there. Ron Bourne, Keith Noble, who uh, later on um, offered me an opportunity to go to Middlesbrough. Um, there was Southampton scouts, which I, I did take up and go down um, for a week's trial. Yeah. Um, before I ended up signing for Middlesbrough, so it was a it was a real good opportunity um, platform. Uh, your yeah. football talent and ability uh, on a big scale to uh, to get oh, the scouts come down. So that's we were, amazing. Yeah, like I say, in my team, we had uh, we had lads who signed for Leeds, Middlesbrough. Um, lads who went out to Southampton who, uh, who end up making professional footballers themselves yeah. so we had a really really successful side I tell you what that is quite amazing and that is actually quite inspirational for you know for, for now as well that you know you went to that you went to Martin Football uh, the club there kick a ball around and look where it took you and it's kind of just giving that inspiration to other people to just you know make that step isn't it go and yeah. do something and Make a start. Yeah, we don't know how good you are. You know, I, I didn't have any. I, I didn't have any really aspirations when I went in. I didn't realise how good I was. I didn't realise what, what opportunities I could get yeah. until I, until I went and did it. You know, so I think Brilliant. it was a real opportunity to meet new people, um, mm. get some exercise done, and get out your mum and dad's hair. Probably, yeah. uh, you know, stop annoying them, and, and just go and do something you love. You know, and and you can have that dream. You can have that um, have that real aspiration to want to want to be something even if yeah. uh, even if that dream is just a pipe dream sometimes yeah absolutely and that's fantastic so when did you kind of then um cause, uh, equally it must be lovely for you actually being born and bred in Teesside let's be honest you know to then get signed yeah. for the local team that just must have been unbelievable feeling how how, how did you feel when that happened oh, it was unbelievable I think I was 14 uh and, and uh, Ron Bourne um, and Keith Noble uh, scouted me, got me into the football club, and offered me a two-year schoolboy contract. So I was signed for Middlesbrough from 14 to 16, right? Uh, okay. Which was which was great. I used to go to all the games at Essen Park with my dad. Anyway, yeah. uh, I used to go to a lot of away games. So I was a keen follower of Middlesbrough football club. Bernie Slaven was my hero. I was going to um, say who was your yeah, kind of Bernie was player. Bernie. Was, I was a centre forward. He, I was always offside. I scored a lot of goals. Probably exactly the same as what Bernie did. And and he was uh, he was inspiration. I really really enjoyed watching him. Um, Loved it, and then obviously later on down the line to become a good friend of his, and and oh. uh, and to speak to him. It's it's like you can you can live the dream sometimes, and and, and in that situation, yeah. I think I probably have. Yeah, that sounds so nice. What happened yeah. at age sixteen then? So you you had the two year yeah. thing. What happened then? How does that how does that work? You, you all go into a pot, uh, really, oh. and, you get, and you and you basically just just <gasps> offered a contract or released, you know. So I left wow. school at, at sixteen, um, and luckily enough. Middlesbrough Football Club decided to offer me another two-year contract, which is a, a YTS contract at the time. Oh, so, um, signed from 16 to 18. Um, money wasn't the same as what he was no. now in football. I think my first contract was £32.50. Which, I love that. Which rose to £37.50, so I got a £5, uh, £5 God, pay rise. Just putting that in perspective, that is just so which mad, is, isn't it? Yeah, which is great. We had uh, what were we, £8 win bonus, £4 draw bonus for the for the youth team. So, we were, yeah, we were, we were well locked after. Wow, that is brilliant. I mean, I have to say, I mean, I can't really compete on that one. I think I might have mentioned you actually when we were just chatting earlier that, you know, I got the opportunity for YTS hairdressing. I, I'm just putting it in perspective. I've got to say, back in yeah. the days of YTS, yeah. yours sounds just a tad more exciting. No offence to hairdressing, I've got to say, because I have respect for, for that profession. But, oh my gosh, YTS at Middlesbrough Football Club. Epic, Andy. Uh, it was unbelievable. Just yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it made it a little bit more special. We, we trained at Ayrson Park, so I was living my own dream. Obviously, they, they were moving to the Riverside and, and the club was evolving, oh. which was great. So I got to 
got to live at Anson Park really in terms yeah. of morning, noon and night. We did uh, we did a lot of training there. We, we used to have to clean it. We used to have to clean boots. We used to do some really? horrific, horrific jobs within ORTS, yeah, which uh, I think ground us. It, it certainly grounded me. Yeah. It got me ready for what I needed to do in terms of to be a footballer mm. and to, to, to earn my stripes, so to speak. Mm. I, think, um, I think it was really important for me. I think that's a really interesting point, isn't it, about actually doing all kinds of... Do, people, do you think people have this idea that it's just quite glamorous and you just go and you're just playing the football but like you say when you're training you're in that situation very grounding yeah. of the jobs you had to do yeah certainly and you see know. everything yeah, certainly. I we, think that's a great message yeah we were we used to have to get in around 8 o'clock we'd, 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 we'd clean changing rooms make sure everything was alright for the first team and the reserves clean boots ready for the first team to train and mm-hmm. train ourselves wait for them to finish and then go mm-hmm. again and, and clean everything up and yeah. ready, ready for the next day and it was non-stop it was constant Monday to Friday yeah. um, and Saturday well, well match days for, for us and for them and it was it was really good in terms of uh, you wanted to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms yeah. of, I know what I know what I need to do to get out of it. I know what I need to do to be one of those and uh, and to get in the first yeah. in the reserve, so that then someone else would look after you. That, I think that's really great, isn't it? Because it's like you were saying before, it's like seeing the opportunity in the long term yeah. and having to graft a little yeah. bit as well to kind yeah, of get there. I, I, and I think it's important. I think it's important though because I think um, I think people do think and, and do look probably a little bit blinkered that think it's a. You turn up for training and you drive this sports car and you know it's not all that it's not all mm-hmm. you know I mean you've got to earn your stripes you've got to work yeah. hard and you've got to you've got to have that opportunity as well I, I, I totally get that but you, you know I mean the work what goes probably behind the scenes is is, is yeah. ridiculous I think that's quite interesting actually it's, it's like you say it's one of the people see things but like you say there's more going on isn't there yeah. always in the background to keep things progressing you know so when you joined kind of then the first team and you're out then with the first team which must have been amazing who did who was your first match against actually uh, when you I played? made my debut um a few months after I left school really so I was 16 still um I just left school uh, my first game was at the Riverside uh Good Friday uh oh. against Sheffield Wednesday we won live on Sky 3-1 yeah I, I came on a sub for about eight nine minutes I was it was amazing to oh. play in front of my family at the Riverside in a packed house in front of all my friends as well it was um yeah, something different. Just um, amazing. And then two weeks later, I made my full debut at Anfield against Liverpool, which oh. Ian Rush's last game. I mean, there were so many factors which made it even more special. Mm. Uh, but no, it was, it was a brilliant like, occasion yeah. for me and my family. Um, oh. But the way that the manager, obviously Brian Robson was a manager at the time, and um, I do call him a football dad because he gave me so many opportunities and, and he, made, he made things um, extremely special for me that he, he rung my mum and dad and offered me a pro contract um, oh. through my dad. So he made that extra bit of uh, effort. Uh, he spoke to my mum and dad and told them that I was playing at Liverpool so obviously he kept it quiet and just so that they would go and, and attend the game so it, the things he went above and beyond for me and yeah. I don't think you forget that No and that's I get, you, you must take that forward with you and we are coming on as well you know over this the kind of this match I guess that we're in it's a podcast but I guess it's a match as well Andy we've got the two halves but yeah. we'll definitely be coming on to all of those factors when we talk more about where you are at the minute and all the exciting things you're doing with the, the ladies team um, but it's lovely to hear about your background as well because I think I think you're bringing so much to what you're doing now. So it's really lovely to understand your journey and what you know your vision is for the future and, and yeah. what you can do. You know, but that's really special. What you're saying about those those firsts, that first match and that first manager you had, Brian Robson. You say that was yeah, yeah. So who was kind of so? What position were you? Just remind me. Centre forward. Centre forward. Yeah. So in that team, who were who were you? Who was in the team with you then? Just Kind of what was that team looking like for Borough at the time? Player-wise, you're looking at Janino. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Ravinelli came a yep. um, year after. Um, Emerson, Nick Barnby. Yep. Uh, was Craig Hignett in it? Biggie, yeah, 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 Craig. So, you know what I mean? There was The, the club was evolving. The club yeah. was going to another level. They'd, they'd, they'd gone 
above and beyond in terms of spending money. You know, what I mean, the, the, the chairman had really put his money mm-hmm. where his mouth was um, and really wanted to evolve that football club. And um, where I'd been watching it two years previous at Essen Park to where it was when I was playing Amazing. here, it was, it was brilliant. You know, yeah. And, and I think it was an opportunity I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to lose, uh, and I wanted to work hard and keep make sure that opportunity didn't uh, pass me by. Yeah, absolutely. Best goal you've ever scored? Can you remember? Uh, for Middlesbrough, I'd probably say I probably wouldn't say the best, but the most important probably was one of the two I scored against Man United. You know, and I think they always it doesn't get any better than scoring against Man United. No. But I, I worked hard in, in order to get those opportunities. So you know, what I mean, no one can ever take that away no. from me now. No, I mean that's that's in there. Have you got yeah. got any sort of trophies laying around? Yeah, I've got I've got all my match I've got all my match shirts. I've got um from England caps from my England under twenty one. I've got a couple of match balls from my uh from when I scored a hat trick a couple yeah. of times and, and yeah, some some trophies and, and things which which are special for me, you know. I got my yeah. other match I think on my on my full debut. Still got a bottle of champagne, so it's what it's twenty five years old. Oh my house. gosh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's um it was uh from uh from the radio given by Alistair Brownlee and, and Bernie Slavin, so it was uh, it's not, good things that are that I've made sure I've kept because uh, yeah. those memories no one can ever take away from you. Absolutely. What do you think has been the highlight for you having a career in football? What's um, for me just for me just the playing. You know, when you when you love doing something and you get paid for doing it and you get opportunities what have opened doors because of it, I think is just is the best feeling for me. You know, yeah. that I love playing in, in front of a crowd. I love that buzz. I love that yeah. feeling of standing in the tunnel waiting for that oh, moment that you walk magic. out and the, and the noise you know I mean the noise of scoring a goal that feeling of scoring a goal you never get tired of it no. you want more of it I think it's like a you get addicted to it I yeah. mean, it's probably like a drug that you that you want more and more of it and you, um, you, you, you probably desire it um, so much that it, it probably does take over your life a little bit it's the adrenaline you must yeah. when you get that you know the roar you know, they yeah. say the crowd and everything else just must be incredible it's lovely to have those memories isn't it really you um, know? the memories of a lifetime you know, no one can take them away from you I mean, the good thing about it in, in, in probably when I started is there's a lot of uh, media coverage there's mm-hmm. a lot of YouTube or, or DVDs and um, so I've, I've, got, I've got all my goals I've got opportunities to watch them to pass them down to my kids to show yeah. my, show my kids and just, show my brother's kids and it's, it's 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 really nice. I've got to ask about your brother. I've never asked you. So, did he play football? Did he play? Yeah, my brother was a professional footballer. Oh, so Neil was wow. Neil was two years older than me. Yeah. Um, Neil started out with York City. Yeah. Uh, moved to Southend, Scarborough, Doncaster. Um, he, he moved in non-league football uh, before he retired. So I knew exactly what I was looking at it. Right. Before I came into it, so uh-huh. I was I was it was like a cheat. You know, I mean, in, a, in a game that I knew exactly where where I could go. Um, I knew exactly what my next step, next steps were because yeah. of him. You know what I mean? So it was a it was a real good opportunity. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, just quick, just to check in. Obviously, we're doing this podcast in two halves. It's a game of two halves, Andy. Just check. I think possession wise, so far in the podcast, I think we're doing all right. I, I think, think you've right, yeah. I think you've probably had more, which I is been, I think. Yeah, I think I've been attacking a little right. bit more. Yeah, I think you know. I, How's my defence going? Am I holding firm? Am I doing all right firm, here? Yeah. <laughs> keeping your shape. I'm just keeping making shape. sure I've got the shape and the formation yeah. right. Yeah. It's important. Yeah, it's it important. <laughs> but that's great. And then, you know, from, from Borough, you've experienced other clubs. Yeah. Um, and then I think you've more recently gone into sort of, uh, we'll talk about the ladies club in a second, but have you gone into working in, in education as well, Andy? So yeah. what's that like for you now? Um, now it's it's totally different, you know. I think uh, coming out of football, I think people think that they've got this um, vision of that you that you you leave football and you don't have to work again. You're a multi multi millionaire. It doesn't always work <laughs> out that way. Uh, the money wasn't really as as strong as it was as it is now, obviously. Yeah. It's um, so you've got different. to have a you've got to have a plan, a different plan. And I did. I took a little bit of time out, decided what I wanted to do. I ended up going to um, going to college, going to 
university, getting myself a degree. So, God, brilliant. Um, what, what did I, you study? Um, I went to be a physio originally. Right. Um, and I got a, a applied sports science degree. Um, mm-hmm. Ended up using it to get into teaching. So I've been into teaching now probably about 10 years, nearly just under 10 years. And, that, and now I work at Trinity Catholic College and we're, I'm, uh, I work within the behaviour system and, uh, and run the girls' academy for the... For the as well so it's uh, it, it, I love the job it's a oh. real, real opportunity so I think when you love something so much yeah. it's, uh, it, it's just easy really absolutely fantastic yeah. fantastic well we are coming now to the end of the first half I mean I think it's been a good first half yeah, solid to be I, I think the performance has been alright as you say we've kept our shape mm-hmm. and our listeners will be then excited to hear part two well not part two second half is the right phrase isn't yeah. it in football I'm just getting it right um, not sure what the commentators will have to say about this performance Andy I hope it's all good I hope the review, we've had no VAR no VAR no not checks yet. we're all okay <laughs> but wait for the second half uh, listeners because um, we will be talking to Andy more then about the, the other role that he's massively involved with at the moment and I think that needs a whole kind of half to itself um, really looking forward to talking more with you Andy about Middlesbrough Ladies Football Club your role there and just the incredible exciting potential and opportunities um, just must feel amazing for you to to be involved in that I guess and uh, very excited to talk more but super proud that, and chuffed that you've come to spare some time with us today so let's have the interval let's not, just let's let's refuel and Stay tuned, guys, for the second half. Thanks, Andy Campbell.